1: Dice, merchandise. merchandise today.
2: Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, Observer of Time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure, including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
3: The magic in your armor seems to be reacting to the pond in some way. Um, and you get the sense that there is tremendous magic in that water.
0: Ooh. Uh,
3: I will, however, say that your sword is not um, glowing as it did around the necrotis. So it's, okay. it's not like a oh no, it's it's necrotis yeah. water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. But uh, yeah, you're you just it's being now kind of made of magic. Um, I think uh, also not really knowing how to control that yet. It it your your armor's is, is responding to it. Um,
0: I just, I just, I whisper, I'm like, ooh, we've got magic. (laughs) A lot of magic here. Just, just saying.
1: Thanks for the update. That's actually very useful to know. Don't feel embarrassed about it. It feels like you're embarrassed for having said it.
0: I'm, I just don't know what the hell's going on and I'm feeling a little weird.
1: That's good.
3: Use that. Uh, and then just keep following. <laughs> Great. Um, so, um, Duncan, you probably eyeball the water as you go by. Uh, it's incredibly dark, uh, dark water. Um, but uh, to your eye, nothing particularly special or magical about it. That said, um, it does evoke for you a little bit um, uh, the Orville town square that you used to go in and sit and glower at all the time. Um, because uh, it does seem like this is kind of the center of Haven um, and uh, if the center of Orvel was where you would stick uh, the um, like the armor um, then like if that's where you'd put Solaris' armor it would make sense that this is something equally important to the Root folk you're just not sure what
1: yeah, so Duncan takes the gold piece that he was going to throw into the pond to make a wish, and he puts it back in his pocket, figuring he should not open with that. Good call. But if it's allowed later, he would like to make
3: a wish. Cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Maka, I, I think for you, they're not whispering to you. They're kind of following behind you. You're kind of weirdly kind of leading the charge on this one. Um, is there anything you think you'd be doing as you, you go along this pathway?
4: Just trying to take it all in as much as possible, open like every sense I have uh, available to me to absorb this culture, this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like all the like five senses and then like also like the cluster and things like that as well, just to learn as much as I can, as quick as I can. Um, it's It's... Quite fascinating, to Maka that um, uh, nature could behave in this way. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and and by nature, it's you know it's like almost everything is is natural to some degree. But this is like that more raw, unrefined nature that he's used
3: to living in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I will say, structured as a society, is very intriguing to him. The ornamentation um, is not like the the methodology. Sorry, the the actual ornamentation isn't familiar to you, but the methodology behind it is, because uh, that's okay. kind of how you treat ornamentation as well, um, to some extent, but kind of writ large. Um, you have also noticed um, that, uh, aside from Gwendolyn and what Duncan's got on him, um, there's no metal anywhere that uh, that you've seen. Everything is is natural. And even though the, um, the sort of pinions and things seem to be uh, processed in some some regard they're all natural obviously there's not like fucking nylon and grin um, but uh, yeah very much this is this is much more comfortable territory for you um, so you uh, approach the, um, the sort of large uh, wooden building um, and you uh, he um, he basically says like the uh, uh, kind of brings you to the door and he says um, uh, beyond here uh, lies uh, the pod which is our um, sort of uh, seat of power uh, it's where uh, the Baroness conducts her her business and where we um, our government and our our officials come come to meet um, it is also home to to some some more sacred and more sort of secret elements of our society that uh, I will ask you not to. Um, uh, infringe upon. Um, He kind of looks to the three of you and he's like, um, the one who is in uh, armor, I assume she is your your protector, your defender?
5: We all protect each other
3: Mm. in equal measure. Um, He kind of nods with his whole body and says, yes, that is... That is the best way of doing things. You are, you are very compassionate to your slaves. That is admirable.
5: Mm,
4: thank you. Um, because they like a little uncomfortable with the word "slave" being thrown around so
3: much. Yeah, yeah. Well, weirdly, uh, you get a sense he's kind of also uncomfortable about being in the presence of someone who has slaves. Like, there's just a, a weird like <laughs> cultural oh, miscommunication I, of both of you just kind of being like, mm. "Okay, right." If, if Maka's is getting that sense,
4: <laughs> I think he'll. Try to, even though we've agreed to like play up this charade, um, Maka, if he's detecting that, um, might, um, might sort of conspiratorially like lean in and say, like,
5: um, I consider these two to be my equal. Mm. We we operate under consensus, yes, not as a master to a slave.
3: Um, you see, he's like. Like shoulders, like relaxed by about an inch. Um, he says, "Oh, I, uh, you'll you'll have to forgive me. Um, we we two uh, believe in, in in working together as as equals, rather than um, forcing other creatures to do our bidding. We we work with um, our our sort of flighted friends." that he gestures to uh, the butterflies and. Um, and, and though we, we curate them, um, we, we certainly um, enrich their, their existence as well. We just, it's like, I, you'll have to excuse my, my ignorance. Seeing Lowborn, any gestures to the two of them, he said, uh, and in, I mean, in my experience, they've only ever been slaves. So I, I merely assumed that uh, you use them for the same purpose.
4: Okay. Maka's shoulders will relax in equal measure. <laughs> Relaying that information to the gang, Um I think we can agree that we can maybe drop the
1: the slave retinue. Yeah, I don't think we put that much into yeah. the bet, so I think we can let that one go. <laughs> yeah. But could you yeah. could you check something for us? Uh mm. he said humans had only been used as slaves. Does that mean someone is actively using humans as slaves right now? Either tree people or nearby the tree people. Uh and Romeliet, I'll I'll
3: say that. Yeah. Um Bromeliad kind of shakes his, his form. Um, I kind of imagine that all of his head gestures are like uh, Michael Keaton Batman, where the cowl was yeah, fixed. so shoulders he has to move just with like. The head.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, um, which truly was the best, but he was in the bat wig and he had to like full body turn. <laughs> Delightful. That's yeah. uh, very good. Yeah, so um, he uh, kind of shakes his head and says, uh, uh, No, um, we, we have not seen. Uh, uh, sorry, you, you refer to them as, as humans? Mm, yes. Humans. Interesting. Uh you can see him uh, kind of like mutter it to himself a couple times trying to get it to stick He says right. Um humans uh, we've not seen in 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 some time but uh you know uh no one nearby has any that we we know of the the closest humanoids uh that we have encountered are are the uh, uh the coven um but they are something much more than than these in any case um, I merely ask uh, because the presence of this one might be disturbing to the Baroness and uh, some of our our kin um, Metals are are abhorrent to to our people um, so I guess sorry in advance but also don't be a dick about it
5: Hm mm, we will endeavor
3: not to be dicks about it um and he uh he he doesn't smile because he can't but you you get like a almost like a, a contemplative Kermit the Frog like hmm nod and um he, say
1: Duncan buttons up his Powler bear coat and, like pulls the <laughs> sleeves down over the copper so that he's as hidden as he can yeah be I
3: will say it is uh, it is hot <laughs> in these woods so uh yeah yeah you, it's gonna suck you I do agree. that but it is it is yeah it's it's not fun um, Do you have your? Uh, I'm all okay, right. your Cloak, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Do you have your cloak, Gwendolyn?
0: Um. Yeah. I'd still. I'd still have it on.
4: Oh, you have it on. Okay. Even better. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I would. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm always gonna have it on unless I feel like okay. it's necessary to like get naked. Y- yeah.
3: Yeah. That's the scientific term. Um, get naked. Get naked. Naked. <laughs> Um, It's a sequel to Get Shorty. Um, So you enter um, into the pod, uh, which is um, a truly impressive uh, architectural feat um, for a a wooden structure. Um, It's almost, I think, a cathedral um, if it was made of of kind of um, wood that had been sort of bent inward and um, sort of uh, lashed together. Um, So it does come to kind of a a triangular point. Um, There are skylights that seem to have just been carved at angles that the sun can pass through. Um, And uh, you can kind of see um, reflecting pools set up throughout to um, to cast light. um, About Um, the central chamber is definitely a greeting space. There's a, a throne kind of at the north end of the room Doors on either side of the throne that seem to lead further into the into the structure, um, and the uh, the butterflies kind of swirl um, through the air almost like dust motes. Um, there are root folk kind of um, in small clusters discussing things. Um, you can see there seems to be a great deal of planning going on, um, hustle and bustle. Um, but um, you're kind of led past that um, by Bromeliad to the throne. Um, so seated, seated uh, on the throne is a sort of a huge um, kind of twisting mass of vines. Um, uh, there's These trees are very common in Costa Rica, but it's basically a weird parasitic tree that grows around another tree. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of made of a variety of those bound together, almost think like roped muscle um, if it was made of, of wood. Um, and very wide, huge thick legs, um, huge thick arms, and um, the most complete face you've seen uh, to date, um, but uh, kind of stretched out because this, um, the Baroness is such a massive tree, it's a big fucking face, um, and kind of spread out over almost more of the body than you'd think. Uh, it's, like, a lot of the, like, this is a weird analogy, but um, a lot of the times in, f- like, fantasy stories, there's, like, the mud monster or, like, the rock monster where the face is just, like, most of its, like, upper chest. It's that kind of situation. Um, big, big, big um, violet-purple-flared um, kind of, like, uh, what would be eyeshadow. Um hmm. uh You can see uh, a tremendous amount of, of kind of, like, rouge and white, um, the mouth seems to be curved into a uh, a perma smirk um, and outlined in kind of um, a thick blue. Uh, unlike a lot of the other um, creatures you've seen to date, um, the Baroness does not... Um, her makeup doesn't seem to be smudged or faded at all. It looks very, very fresh. Um, and as you approach... Um, to your surprise, uh, the smile actually widens, um, uh-huh. and, uh, the, um, sort of, um, eye adjusts slightly to almost a look of, of, bemusement. Um, and, um, in booming common, um, she says, oh, good." The turtles see fit to make good on their end of our arrangement at last. Um, and she she kind of gestures with a massive trunk. Um, and again, as you you watch, um, the sort of rooted ends of it all flicker in different directions. Um, unlike um, Bromeliad, who seemed to almost have like hands with fingers, this literally seems like the end of her hands are just vines. Um, And she gestures to the court and she says, Court has been rather shabby of late and it will do me no end of joy to see their faces improved at last. Bring forth the Sundara. And then she just kind of <laughs> stands there staring at you. And Duncan's <laughs> going to
1: look at Mark and be like, Are, are you going to take this? Do I? Because she can speak calm and how do you want to play this? I still do not know what this
5: sandara is.
0: I think it might be makeup.
5: What is makeup? It's, I think it's, it's like
0: f- stuff that you put on your face that like accentuates like your features.
1: It's like face paint, uh, like paint. but it makes yeah, it makes your face look more like you. You want your face to look if you're rich.
5: He'll touch his fingers to the symbol of Jossy on his forehead and say, "Ah, yes." Like the holy symbol of Jassi, the crescent moon.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but like more vanity.
1: Yeah, if you're like, like the crescent moon of Jassi, only you're like, I think my nose looks too big and my cheekbones aren't sharp enough, so I'm gonna contour it.
4: Mm. And Maka will look back to this huge makeup face Mm -hmm. of like this tree and say,
5: her features must have been truly enormous before that much (laughs)
3: makeup was placed on her visage. Mm. Yes, I see now. Um, You just hear (laughs) um, Bromilliad mutter, oh, I guess maybe don't be a dick means something different in Tortal. As this massive Baroness, like, rises um, and uh, just says... uh, to describe the ritual of Sundara as mere vanity is blasphemy. We do it to honor uh, Leonea. And then she like slams her fist into the ground um, and the earth beneath her feet rumbles and immediately court falls silent. And um, she extends one arm and all the vines kind of twist to a point. Um, And uh, she just points at you, uh, Maka, and says, the consortium knows the arrangement all too well and we have upheld our part. Why have our shipments ceased? And why do you come here to have debates in the presence of me? Uh,
4: I think that will kind of shake Maka back to the more pressing matters at hand, and he'll say, um, I just flipped
5: back to check the name. I sure. believe it is. um Umos is dead. She was killed in Orville, the city of humans in the sky. I am not here representing the consortium of Bleen. I am here to represent the cluster. Um and Jassy and the cycle of life and death. All of these things are endangered and at risk currently due to
3: a force we do not fully understand. Um the Baroness, uh, her, the the entire area around her eyes shifts to indicate an eye roll, like the entire color turns up and over. <laughs> um, and she slumps back down um, into the throne. You feel the room kind of shudder. Uh, and she just goes, oh, stop saying words I don't understand or care about. You are not with the consortium. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can see um, part of her uh, her like mouth blue lipstick pieces beginning to to kind of um, gray and uh, almost flake off. Um, and she just like throws up an arm um, and snaps the vines uh, and suddenly two very very spry thin little tree people come like rushing out with like a pot um, mm. and uh, begin like dabbing more of it on. Uh, Maka, uh, you definitely recognize this pot. You don't really know what the fuck Sundara is, um, but it's uh, very similar to the vessels that um, you've kept a lot of your things in back home, Um, and uh, it's one of the ways that um, you actually keep kind of... um, I assume for a lot of the, the burial rituals and that sort of thing, you would have cultivated spores that weren't just kind of of your person um and uh, yeah uh, it definitely it's got kind of that it's an earthenware um, sort of pot with a stopper um, and it uh, it looks incredibly familiar. you've seen these things forever and um, people from the consortium bring them to you you refill them they come and go so they're just containers yeah as far as I can tell but it's Jarks. it's a, it's definitely like a total a total okay. product mm. uh, okay. yep. Yeah. Um, can you roll me a perception check,
4: please? Not great. Not great at all. Uh, Oh, well, actually, I've got a decent bonus. That's 14. 14.
3: Um, You see that it's got um, a label affixed to it um, that's clearly like a Consortium of Bleen um, label, um, but... You think you can see the edge of something under it. Um.
5: Baroness, may I approach this item is familiar to me and uh, I would like to observe it closer that I might be of some assistance to you.
3: Um, Bromeliad kind of steps forward and says, uh, uh, Mistress, I... In Sylvan, obviously not common. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, "Mistress, I did observe that the tortle seems to have a variation of Sandara on his person. He he may be able to at least advise us on how to make what we have last, at, at least until the shipment arrives." Um, and uh, she kind of nods um, and then gestures for him to fuck off. Then um, uh, says, "You may approach." Disappointing turtle. Mm, yes, thank you. And I'll come up. Can I get a closer look at this? Sure. So as soon as um, she's Thing. done, um, she gestures, and one of the the little like wispy thin tree people hands you the jar, um, and uh, your heart falls because as soon as you get this close, um, a you can feel um, almost a, a a a moan in the cluster. Um, your your spores react, uh, and it's not painful, but it, it's discordant. If kind of the the standard cluster experience is kind of a a harmonic feel, this just something feels off. Your sort of entire um, spore network that's kind of on you um, is is disturbed by this. Um, and upon looking at the jar more closely. Um, and beginning to peel the label away, which does say, you know, uh, it it says like, "Sandara for great beauty um, on Mm. the uh, the label. Um, Underneath, um, you see just the edge of kind of a a yellowed paper um, that you recognize as the way you indicate how best to use spores um, in the consortium to to cure ailments and to help people. Uh, This might be one of your jars.
4: This is medicine? Or no, I don't know that the contents are medicine, but this is one of my jars that formerly
3: held it's the, medicine. Yeah, it's or the, yes, of some yeah, yeah. It's or, the kind okay. of thing that would have come and gone through your, your kind of swamp hermitage at some point.
4: Can I examine the contents to see if it's my original, for lack
3: of a better word, product? Sure, thing? yeah, yeah. Um, so looking inside, um, you can see that it's a blue... Uh, it's uh, the 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 sadara seems to be a blue uh, like basically augmented spores um, that have been augmented in some way to hold this color the other tree person has a different one Um, seems to be the green for the eyes Um, but they're essentially dyed spores Um, Mm -hmm. but sort of a quick like uh, I don't know what kind of your standard methodology for kind of testing these things would be but if you were to like smell it, taste. taste it, um, it smells like what? It smells like medicine that's off, like that's that's perhaps gone bad or has been exposed to air for too long. Um, you can tell that the spores are still active. Um, they would have to be in order to create the kind of uh, expressions that um, the 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 root folk seem to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but also spores of in colors are you've never seen anything like this this is completely outside the realm of your experience but they do they feel uh, for lack of a better term like home these are definitely spores from your swamp
1: okay maca can you peel off the top label i'm like whispering across the circle because i I will not approach without permission (laughs) in a foreign
3: country with a leader who's clearly very angry
1: can you peel off the top label and see what the one underneath reads
3: Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. So you peel off the top label. Um, The label that was underneath has been scraped off, Um, but um, it's familiar enough to you that um, I think likely when people would come to you for spores, you would give them a thing and be like, "When you're done with this, bring it back and I'll refill it, or I'll you know take it and and go." So the label might be very very old, Um, Mm -hmm. but this is definitely like these are your spores. Um or at least a variation on them. Okay. But you've only ever given away spores for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah. That's
4: like the agreement that I had with the people of, of Bleen. Um. And to see that this was the ultimate destination for these spores is disappointing and confusing mm-hmm. because it was all done for their benefit um and to see that it was just kind of used as some sort of uh superficial kind of uh use is is disappointing and again confusing um so maka will say um i."
5: made this I this
3: came from my swamp Um, and like the baroness throws her arms up um, and you actually see the walls tremble a little bit uh, even though she hasn't touched anything which is a little bit concerning Um, and uh, she um, yells in in Sylvan oh thank Leonea don't worry everyone don't worry He made them. He made them. He knows how to make them. We're good. We're good. And then she switches back to common and says, good, this is excellent (laughs) news. Less disappointing, tortle. Um, And then she just sweeps her arms around you in a massive hug, picks you up. uh, And as she spins in joy, um, Duncan, you're kind of horrified to see that some of her vines stretch down into the floor and the throne itself. Uh, And as you trace them, it seems that they are likely what's used to bind the room together. And she may, in fact, be part of this. She is the pod. Mm. Uh, And then she puts you back down uh, and um, she just says, uh, gather the noble root folk. The festival of Mui is saved. This one shall show us how to create new Sundara and we shall all look our best. And then she realizes she said that in common. She's like, fuck. Sorry everyone. Talking in translation. It's very difficult. It's a it's a hard language. That's why I have never asked any of you to learn it. Um uh, yes, the festival saved. He'll save is. We're we're good. Everyone's good now. Great. Okay.
1: Dum-dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hive-bred siblings Lyric and Alto as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by Games Master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. Available now. Baroness, sorry to interrupt. My name is Duncan Kindano, first captain of the Breakers, and this is Princess Gwendolyn Solaris of the Kingdom of Orville. We'd love to hear more about this festival that we're apparently a part of, and about the Covenant of Cricket, which is our ultimate goal. I guess, how can we help? And how long does this thing take?
3: Trees live a long time. Um, she... Uh, laughs, a big hearty laugh and the room kind of undulates a little bit Um, and then she reaches out her massive sort of tendril hand and just pats you on the head uh, and uh, just says, adorable you taught it to speak well that is quite a trick, you will have to teach us sometime we are Mm. having a festival it's where real people celebrate something important. You know, uh, like you probably celebrate the big shiny thing in the sky. It's like just, that for smart people. Hmm? Um, and uh, she- I just have one finger yeah, She <laughs> she looks, sees it, looks back to Maka, says, it would seem your abomination has a question.
0: Um, um, yes, um... She
3: raises a hand, and she says, Do you give it permission to speak? Uh. Uh, companions
5: speak of their own accord, and quite often they speak on my behalf, as I am not accustomed to socializing with
3: these sophisticated beings such as yourselves. Um, if uh, some of the um, the sort of uh, Sundara uh, turns a bit redder and you realize that uh, she's blushing a bit um, and uh, she says, oh, well, I can understand that. We have often thought that the consortium runs things a little loosey goosey. That's a term we use here amongst the root folk uh, based on gooses, which we saw once. Uh, I we understand now why our shipment has not arrived you let <laughs> you let your low creatures speak for you that's adorable okay go ahead and then she like steeples her rooted fingers and drops her head in a condescending wonka at you
0: yeah um with, with all with all due respect um miss baroness highness um uh, my Companion uh, Duncan and I are actually quite learned, and and learned to speak um, well before uh, we met anyone from from Blaine. In fact, our entire people are are capable of speaking. We followed everything you've said so far in common. Um, so I, I I just I guess I just want to say um, that you you can just speak at normal speed using using language, I, I don't want you to make any additional concessions for our benefit.
3: Well, I was offended, but now <laughs> you seem to have brought it back around, so...
0: Cool. And I, I like, visibly, like, I, like, a, it's a... few <laughs>
3: um, She, uh, so uh, the Baroness uh, goes on to explain that, um... The uh, the festival of Mui is is upon the root folk. Uh, it's a yearly festival where um, the root folk come together and the uh, sort of uh, smartest and, um, I guess, bravest of them um, attempt to uh, perform um, an act of uh, tremendous aesthetic beauty, whether that's a dance, a recitation, um, creating a work of art. Um, but all in honor of uh Leonea, um who is she the Baroness refuses to explain who Le- Leonea is, but um you can clearly tell that um Leonia seems to be the the resident deity of, of the root folk. Um something you notice, uh, can someone roll me a history check? I'll go for it. I shouldn't. <laughs> I oh, actually, I
0: should. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not here, though. <laughs> Fuck, never mind. Sorry, guys.
3: That's a three. Cool. Um,
0: <laughs> I should have rolled that.
3: So,
1: um, yeah, I forgot I had such a low stat in that. So uh, I, forgot I had
0: such a high stat in that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what we bear. would
1: have trusted the turtle to know more than the princess in terms <laughs> oh, of the treaty. Yeah. good. So um, uh, Laura, you you
3: can as well because this isn't. This is. Um, I'm basically looking for a passive check, not an active check. Uh, okay. This isn't like, what do I remember? It's whether or not you notice something. So go ahead and roll, Yeah, because it's it's all of you are hearing this content, so it would make sense.
0: Nine, still not cool. great.
3: My passive history is an 11. Uh,
1: okay, go ahead and roll. Wait, you have plus 11? No, I just mean it's like, it, it'd literally be just like plus one. So like passive wisdom is 10 plus whatever. So right. for me, it's a, I rolled a 15.
3: Okay, so Ryan, um, Duncan, you notice this. Uh, the other two don't, but... Um, there is a distinct lack of of uh, history or tradition being mentioned. Um, this is a yearly thing, so that's been established. Lyonnais has been established. But uh, you notice, having, I think, suffered through a lot of these fucking rituals back on Orvel, uh particularly, also weirdly, like, some that you really liked that were related to the Dawnbreakers, and a lot you really didn't that were related to court life, um, there doesn't seem to be any sense of history here. You know, she's not saying, like, you know... Last year, this person won, and they did this. It was great. It's all very present. It all seems to be in the now, Um, which doesn't indicate anything to you, like, specifically, but it's an odd, as your from your experience of these things, that's really fucking weird, because normally people just like rattling off the 8,000 things their ancestors did that they thought were good. Yeah, it's a cultural tell. Just Yes. One hundred percent. There. Yeah. 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 Um, so she explains that um, the uh, the best and bravest will uh, prepare um, some act of, of beauty, um, and uh, in doing so, will have uh, the rare honor um, to ask uh, the memoir. Oh, shit. I wrote this. Made a lot of sense on paper, but it's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. The memorarian. Um, one question. Um, which she again, doesn't really elaborate on, but indicates is clearly a, a rare thing um, and uh yeah, she just says the you know the the culture of the root folk is is um uh, they value beauty above almost all else, and it's it's a chance to um earn the favor of Leonea. uh however, there has been tremendous concern that the Festival of Mu'i will be spoiled um, because there isn't enough Sundara to go around. Uh, The Consortium of Bleen has missed three shipments. Um, And as a result, uh, the root folk are running desperately low, which is uh, why I think you can piece together... You've seen some people kind of mimic it with berries and shit um, because people are kind of trying their best to maintain the ritual without actually having access to the, 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 the necessary ingredients to do so. So she explains all that. And um, then uh, again, kind of like um, with, with a, a sense of, of joy and excitement is like, but all of our concerns are now moot because this fine turtle will be able to help us create more, just in time. Leonea would be quite disappointed if we did not, uh, you know, show the appropriate amount of deference and beauty to her. So this is most excellent. Uh, A slight question. Leonia:
1: is this a god, a goddess, an immortal, a friend from a neighboring kingdom? Like, what is the state of Leonia?
3: Um, he, uh, the Baroness um, just kind of like... Weirdly, a lot of the pomp and circumstance drops away. There seems to be just like a legitimate... Um, holy reverence. Uh, just says, uh, Leonea is the Lady of the Grove. And then like, that's... Like, she she just kind of like... It, it's not a, you should know who this is. It's more a, I don't explain... Like, I, 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 I'm trying to think of what, uh, I'm unfortunately not versed enough in world religions to kind of know what this would be. But, like, if you think about a religion that is kind of based on mysteries, um, sort of like the sort of the weird, like, mid-era ancient Greeks, it's kind of that thing where it's like, this is it, this is the lady. We're, I guess in Christian terms, it'd be like, oh, yeah, um, oh, uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hmm. Okay, so what else we got? Like I'm not <laughs> oh, so explain... this, it,
1: weirdly enough yeah. this, oh, that, this falls Jesus into Christ. like a Scientology or like a cult thing which is the answer to the question involves four different words that all get their own questions that will just layer on layer until there is a core answer but it's
3: yeah or veiled. or it's in theory to the root folk at least the the explanation is so self-evident that to explain it would would be incredibly silly. Like she would feel dumb not not that, like, she'd be like, fuck you for asking. It would just be like, what? It'd be like if, if someone was like, do I have to breathe? And you're like, yes, stupid. You have to breathe. What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, imagine... the levels of Scientology is not a bad parallel, but I just want to clarify that it's not like a I'm actively withholding information from you. It's more so just a, well, it's self-evident, and if you don't understand, I can't help you.
1: Yeah, everyone in this room gets it. It's not hard, but if you don't know all the things in the room, it's a challenge. Yeah, uh, and, think-
3: and she also, sorry, just to be clear, she's also not like, fuck you for not knowing. It's it's just literally like a... Yeah, uh, I feel like if Maka had circled back to us, I'd lean over and whisper to him so
1: nobody else could hear and say, do you actually know how to make this Sandara?
5: Up to a point, I create medicine. I am not yet aware of what happens after that. These colors, I did not create them.
0: Okay, All right, so princess. imagine you have like, I just want to say, like if you had like a patient who was like, I'll only take this medicine if it's blue. And if not, then Outrageous. well, I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, could uh- you do it?
5: It's Shouldn't be very difficult to change the color of the medicine, but then I cannot vouch for the medicine's efficacy any longer.
1: All right, so what if we just, like, buy some time for you to do some experiments and maybe get them to, like, lend us someone we can ask the larger questions? You know, like, maybe they could give us a place to stay. You could do experiments. We won't have to have this conversation in this room where someone is definitely going to try to overhear.
5: I suppose, ultimately, I am confused
1: as to why I would do this for them in the first place. That was also the question I was looking to ask. However, I do want to make it clear, the Baroness is this entire building. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: So, I'm fine with this conversation going however we want it to, but the more hostile it is here, the less the odds of us being able to
5: escape are. And it would be hostile. Of me
1: not to make this Sundara? Well, from what I've seen, this appears to be some kind of religious experience to something so important that it's foundational to their society. So, like, if you refuse to help, they may take that pretty personally. Also, they seem to just sort of lump people of a certain race into one category, which means you might be kind of on the hook for the entire Consortium's promise from their perspective. Mm. I had not Considered
5: this Mm. I will Consult
1: the cluster On how to proceed
5: Mm. Thank you, Duncan
1: No no problem And then as he goes inside himself To consult the cluster, I lean over to the princess And I'm like, this was not what I'd intended For this conversation
0: (laughs) So Honestly, no conversation is going the way that I think anyone's intending it to go
3: Um, so the Baroness uh, has been politely pretending not to listen to this conversation that you've been having fairly loudly inside her kind of (laughs) Um, so um, she uh, uh, very tactfully um, just says um, uh, I must return to the preparations for the Festival of Mui Uh, friend Tortle I understand that uh, the Sundara may not be your specialty, but we do appreciate that you're able to assist us in this. We... It has been disgusting how plain we've been without it. It is truly gross. We all look terrible except for me. Uh, So we appreciate you uh, whatever efforts you can make. Um, The festival draws near. It will begin in two days' time, uh, and I must return to the preparations. That said... Um, we do have a a couple of diplomats um, here in Haven's Grove uh, who should be able to uh, speak common well enough um, to help you and your your friends create more of the Sundara Um, you will find uh, uh, Bilbergia uh, one of our most trusted viziers um, in uh, the the west end of Haven Grove Um, he will assist you in the ways that I currently cannot. Um, and, uh, yeah, she uh, just kind of, with that, um, lets you know that uh, he can kind of be the, the go-between between you and her. Um, Bromiliad being a scout, has to kind of return to the front. So mm-hmm. he, um, he kind of, like, puts a hand on your shoulder, uh, Maka, and um, just says uh, in Sulban, um it, uh, it has been a tremendous honor uh, to meet you and your your friends. I sincerely hope that uh, you are successful in, in your, your endeavors. Um, is there anything else you require of me before I return to, to guarding the, the shoreline?
5: Mm. May I call on you at another time before this festival if I require... Mm, insight into the
3: culture of your root folk. He um he, he nods. You get the sense that he has a bit of a better, possibly because he deals along the shoreline, also because he doesn't seem to be weirdly tied up in this vanity situation. Yeah, I was going to say he doesn't have paint on it, uh, right? He doesn't. And I think you can ascertain that in part that's because he's a scout, so he yeah. he's actually probably common enough that he wouldn't get any. But you also don't he he seemed excited that the sundara arrived but not that he wasn't like gimme gimme um so um yeah he uh he kind of nods to you and there's sort of like a, a look of understanding in his posture um and he um just kind of like summons one of the the butterflies down um the butterflies sound like sneezing humans in other rooms, um, and uh, hands you the the sneezer fly, and um, just says, uh, um, "If you do need me, um, I'll uh, I'll have to return to the front, but." Um, This one will come sneeze into this butterfly (laughs) specifically. Sneeze into this butterfly, and it shall find me and deliver your sneeze unto me, which in turn shall let me know that I should sneeze (laughs) back to it, and then find you. I don't have lungs, so that's going to be quite an issue for me, but I'll figure out a way. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so basically, um, he seems to whisper something in Sylvan to the butterfly, and then just kind of tosses it up into the the general swarm. Um, but the sense you get that is, is that if you ask uh, for Bromeliad, that butterfly will kind of, it's not like it's going to ride around on your shoulder or anything, but it will find you. Um, okay. Because the swarm is ever-present kind of throughout, uh, throughout Haven. Okay. Uh, thank you, my friend. Mm, thank you. Um, And you, thank you for not uh, coming to burn or kill us. That was a real nice surprise on the shoreline, I must say. And on that note, Bromeliad out. That's a thing I'm trying. And then just taps, like, a branch against his shoulder and walks out. (laughs) Yes, Bromeliad is out. Yes. Walking away, he's like, nailed it. He understood that I meant I was leaving. Um, <laughs> he has a lot of time to think about bits. Um, sure. So um, with that, um, you're kind of given directions as to where to find uh, Bill Bergia. Um, is there anything else you wanted to do here before you go? Keeping in mind that the Baroness is clearly kind of like, your audience is at an end, I've got shit to do. Kind of losing a little bit of patience with us. Yeah, Duncan's <laughs> good. Unless that he it's, never it's, finds. It's more like I'm running late for a meeting, and I like this conversation, and it's interest. You're interesting people, and I'm glad to talk to you. But like, I gotta. I gotta go. Last yeah. time
0: I spoke, I almost like super offended the leader of this place, and you're also yeah, walking so blasphemy to their religion. So
3: like, yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. Duncan has never found a use for talking to rulers to understand what's going on. He always wants to talk to the person that's like three people to their left because that's the person who will actually talk to you. Excellent.
3: Um,
1: then maybe that's Bill Bergia.
3: So with that then, um, the um, three of you uh, take your leave of the Baroness and the Pod. Um, you make your way kind of out into um, Haven's Grove and um, you can now see a bit more clearly that uh, this is uh, like your your initial assumption that this might be a parade ground is actually pretty accurate. Um, also, they're clearly beautifying it for um, the Festival of Mu'i. Um, and so um, the three of you make your way kind of uh, down along the Path of Splendor, obviously kind of avoiding um, the pool um, and kind of into the west, uh, west part of the city, which is, uh, again, a lot of these sort of buildings um, you can see the butterfly network is kind of constantly um, going to and through. Uh, and then finally, you find um, the building that you were kind of advised to. Um, it's been painted in um, sort of a bright pink hue um, over all the, uh, the sculpted uh, wood. And uh, it is here that you will find your contact, um, Bill Bergia, and be able to ascertain your plans. You arrive at this uh, sort of pink building um, in the west part of town. And uh, as you approach, um, you hear kind of a a clatter inside of of, uh, what sounds like breaking glass. Um, And then you hear some, like, tremendously um, aggressive um, pan flute, Sylvan speaking. Um, Maka, you just hear... Oh no! Oh no! That was my only one. Oh, curse these fingers! Um, and as you make your way in, um, you find a um, a sort of uh, a very kind of uh, deeply grained um, bark um, root folk uh, inside who is similar to kind of like an oak tree um, style bark so kind of that beautiful textured um riveted uh, bark um and uh he appears he's on his hands and knees um sifting through what looks like a like a just a broken drinking glass uh, and holding the pieces up and you see him doing that stupid thing that like i've certainly done when you break something of like can it go back together if i had the right things to do so um his entire uh sort of like little living space uh Looks a little bit like Ariel's cave from um, the Little Mermaid. It's just festooned in um, things from the outside world. So there's uh, this is the only gadgets
0: and gizmos a
3: plenty. Um, you can see Excellent. it's like the one place where there's metal, like there's forks and knives and cutlery and that sort of thing. Um, and um, yeah, you can see a line of glassware. Um, none of it, uh, as you would expect, none of it's Orwellian in nature, um, but. It's recognizable as just, like, things that other, you know, other people who need to use glasses to drink would use. Um, so, um, Bill Bregia is, uh, Bill Bergia rather, is down there on his hands and knees trying to put the, the glass back together um, and doesn't notice your entrance. Are you Bill Bergia? Um, And, uh, he kind of turns and, um to your surprise rather than um having uh any sundara painted on him um he actually has like a full-on like commedia style mask um that seems to be like nailed into his uh into his face uh Ooh. it's the smiling one um and uh so he just turns around and looks like very happy to see you and also vaguely surprised as as one does in in <laughs> masks um,
0: what? What? Sorry. What kind of mask is that? Um, so, like I'm not the... Oh, sorry, The
3: the comedy tragedy masks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's so wearing the comedy mask. He's wearing the comedy mask. Yeah. Um. And he's uh. It. You can see the mask is like pretty well worn. Uh. It's kind of dirty. Like it's not like a pristine thing. Um. But uh, he says, "In uh, did you address him in common or Sylvan?" Um. I would have done common, I guess, to start. Cool. So um, he responds
4: uh, in... Um, oh, he's spoke in Sylvan. Sorry, I would have used Sylvan. I forgot he cursed his hands
3: in Sylvan. <laughs> yeah, no no worries. Um, so he, he turns around and says, oh, oh, outsiders. Um, and he, like, tries to get up quickly and in doing so, like, steps on some of the glass. And you see him kind of have that moment of, of horror. Uh, and he kind of looks at you like he's done something wrong. Um, and then just pushes it with his leg under a table. Um and uh, he says, I, uh, in continuing in Sylvan, um, he says, I, I I am so sorry. I didn't realize um, uh, we that any any guests were, were in town today. Um, welcome to Haven's Grove. Uh, has someone already greeted you properly? Do you? Uh, oh, I. wow. Okay. I uh, was not expecting this today. Um, please, please come in. Come in.
0: Uh, can I just say, hands down, the best greeting we've received so far?
3: Um... He he just turns. Want,
0: I just want to throw it out there. Thank uh, you.
3: He turns to you and he reaches uh, into the mouth of the mask and he pulls it down, um, and you can see that it's actually hinged. So he pulls it down, so he looks surprised, um, and then he snaps <laughs> it back up, um, and he just says, "By, Leon, hey, uh, are you wearing armor?" That's amazing, um, and his comment is like spectacular. Uh, and he like rushes over and is like kind of looking at you, um, and then he kind of tilts his head and says, uh, "Pardon me, I, I, I. It may just be that I'm not familiar with your physiology. Um, are you are you in there somewhere, or are you?
0: Are you I'm the- not in the armor. I am the armor." <laughs>
2: This episode of Curse, Coden and Crown sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hempstra and the campaign was created by Tom McGee! Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock and Curse, Code, and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers! If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at The Ryan LeBlanc, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGee TD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse
1: Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Cuellar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noelle Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon, too, at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction
5: producers flourish.